irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. This is the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, as always, is Michelle Yu. We have a great show for you today. Uh, Robin Hoffus is going to join us. Robin is one of the most enthusiastic owners you will ever meet. Uh, he has been a part of LRF for the past couple years and enjoyed a great run with Fault and fashion business. And um, Robin's going to join us and talk about how he got into horse racing. He has some great stories. And Michelle is going to probably kick off the show right now with some updates for what happened this week around the tracks because we're getting close to Breeders' Cup, baby. We are, we actually are. Yes, we are. How many days out are we? It's so hard to even tell now. We are, let's see, one, two. One week, two weeks, two weeks out, two, three, three two and a half. Four, yeah, two okay, and a half. yeah like, like two weeks and four days. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You'll be there. You're going to be doing a lot of work, I'm sure. And yes, I'm working for Breeders' Cup doing the World Feed. That's amazing. I'm going to be watching the World Feed at Santa Anita because we are not going. So, But, I but will you're going there. for EquestraCon. I am going for EquestraCon. I am doing, uh, Michelle, I think I told you about this. I'm doing a TED Talk. I don't know what that is. A TED Talk is this. It's about a, a, a 12 to 15 minute speech where you just talk um, about a particular subject. And the subject they've given me is the San Luis Rey fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I will be probably crying. <laughs> and so it's going to be a, a very emotional speech. And I uh, hope anybody who's there will sign up and join us at EquestraCon. We will also be there for there's a meet and greet at noon. Uh, there's a whole partnership meet and greet. And we're doing uh, there's one for Little Red Feather at noon. So we'll be at EquestraCon. Come by, say hello if you'd like. If you'd like to meet us, okay. Might not be all that special, but you know it is what it is. Well, we did have um, a lot of defaults out of the Breeders' Cup this week. So you want to go default first? Uh, well, we did. We didn't have any winning your ends this week, did we? No, but we had some really cool races. Yeah, yeah. Did we? I thought, well, I guess we should talk about Enable. Oh, she is just awesome. Green light for her, by the way, to come to the Breeders' Cup now, as of today. Do you think she'll be the biggest price favorite on the entire card? You mean the smallest price favorite? I mean the smallest price favorite, yeah. <laughs> okay. Seriously. I'm like, That's no, I do not think she'll be a big today? price at all. What? I don't think she'll be a big price at all, yeah. I think she'll be the, maybe the smallest price favorite. That's what I mean. Well, the, I meant the biggest favorite. How about that? Okay. Yes. Okay. She is something. What did you think, what did you think of her arc? 
I thought it was uh, um, brilliant as always. The the horse she beat is also a, like a multiple graded stakes winner, right? Group stakes winner. Um, and yes. I think it's another filly, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And I just thought the two of them just stood out over the field. And, and that I, was Enable's seventh group one? Seventh group one. Not only that, but that was only her second start off a pretty sizable layoff. Yeah. And to get a mile and uh, a half against basically the best runners in Europe to win the arc. I mean, that's pretty damn good. I think she's awesome. I'm a big fan. I think I'm excited that she's coming. Yeah, I think it's a big, big coup for Breeders' Cup to get her. And I think she she might be the star of the day. How about yeah, that? That, that, I think she is. I think anytime we get a really big European name over, they do end up taking the spotlight because... Not that we don't care about our local horses, obviously, but it's just so cool to get to see an ARC winner or something like that come over. Assuming the track is, assuming the weather is typical Churchill weather in November. So we're going to have good ground. I just think the European grass horses are going to just dominate. Yeah, but a lot of, let's be fair, a lot of the Europeans that plan to come to Breeders' Cup come because their horses like firmer going. Um, yes, when it's in California, but not when it's in church, not when it's in Kentucky or New York. I disagree. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's that, they, they just naturally think, oh, if they're going to come over here, they're going to get firmer ground than they would in Europe. Well, it might be firmer, but if it rains at Churchill, that, that ground is certainly not going to be firmer. Oh, and- I'm aware, but I think that just like the, the con the thought process from the Europeans okay. might be that. Okay. I'm going to, whatever. I agree right. to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay. okay. Right. What else happened while you're eating your lunch? I know. Sorry. I've been at the sales all morning. I had to rush home and get Olivia and then come back here and get on the show. So I need to eat. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Remember? Okay. Um, American Farrell's little sister won the Enochia. I saw that, you know, uh, a really good effort by the horse inside of her, the uh, Tommy town horse. What's, what's yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I don't think that the Hollendorfer camp is really happy with that. Why? I don't know. Just like walking up afterwards, Dan Ward did not look happy. Well, he just and Hollendorfer didn't look happy. And then do you follow Don Chatlos on Facebook? Uh, I don't follow Don Chatlos. He was I like, thought- there's a gag order. I have a gag order. Otherwise, I would say a lot more. Why? What do you mean? Don Chalos usually like calls people straight out on Facebook. And what did he do? Let's see. Let me. See. I, let me hold now, on. Now Don Chalos, just, just so Don, just so you know, Don Chalos was Little Red Feather's first uh, trainer and won the Breeders. Yeah, he won the, the Breeders, Breeders Cup for you. Props. The other filly's name uh, was uh, "It's Just an Illusion," and she's owned by Tommy Town and trained by Jerry Hollander. What? I mean, they got beat. I didn't see. Was it was it a bad ride or something? I or? mean, he went really fast. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find out the. Um, I'm trying to find his thing. Just give me one second, because he he posts a lot. Okay. Well, in the meantime. Oh, um, I can't say anything because I have a gag order, but you better believe it wouldn't be good. Shake my head. But what, a gag order on what? On like Baffert? No, I would say probably a gag order on the th- things he's allowed to say about their horses. Hmm. Now, you should ask him. You should call yeah. him and ask him. I will ask him. We'll get that on the next show. All right, let's move on because I've had enough of Baffert winning stakes races and maiden races. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> let's see. So then it was also, oh, the Queen Elizabeth, the QE2 at, at Keeneland, which went to Rushing Fall. I have to give credit where credit is due. Russian Fall, E5 Thoroughbreds, Chad Brown, Javier Castellano. The, she loves Keeneland. I have to say that I thought she was beat at the top of the lane, and I was shocked because she went so slow. And when they got to the top of the lane, I thought she was being engulfed, and all of a sudden she found another gear, Michelle, and just uh, just drew off again. Uh, that Philly is really something. I, I'm, I'm not, for what you know. How, People in the audience will understand this. There are certain horses you just like, and there's certain horses for whatever reason you just don't like. And she's one of those horses I just don't get, but she's so good. And so it's just something with me. I don't know what it is. I keep trying to beat her. She's always two to five. Maybe that's it, Michelle. What, what do you think? Yeah, the two to five thing. I always try and beat her because of that. It's like accelerate. I try and beat him every single time he runs. Right, but I, for whatever reason, I guess maybe the Costa thing, but, you know, uh, Bob Edwards has been on our show, uh, so we're fans of his. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's the Chad Brown that he wins all the time. He's, like, you know, becoming the Baffert of the East Coast on the grass. Um, I don't know what it is, but uh, congratulations. That filly is really something, and hopefully next year we'll see her in a Breeders' Cup race when she faces older. Did you watch uh, the patents, the Canadian International? I did. Uh, $18 winner, a six-year-old gelding named Desert Encounter, won there for Abdullah Amansori. I saw that. It was a very, uh, very good effort, and uh, congratulations to uh, to the connections. You watch a lot more races than I do, for sure. Well, because you're working all the time, I and know. all I'm doing is watching races, so that's what I do. Exactly. That's what yeah, I Yeah, I could tell you show. what happened at Santa Anita, and that's about it. When it's racing, it's like so hard to watch anything else, because you know the annoying thing is about my job is we don't have control of our own tv right so like i can't say like oh i really want to watch this and just put it on because like i have to request it via like our truck who has to like ask for this it's so annoying why can't we get you a really nice ipad that you could have up there that you could just put on so i do have an ipad but our internet is spotty at best and so it's just like it's really hard to watch and then if i'm like on air i have to use my ipad because i'm that's where my pps are i got you well you are listening i can't like double screen you're listening to horse ownership experience live and we have robin hoffa's coming out up in about eight minutes so all right so did you watch the ep taylor i did tell me about shakeareka shakeareka i i have to be honest i didn't know anything about shakeareka going into the race but uh, it was very impressive effort uh, coming up on the outside and, and basically blowing away what I thought was a a good, not great field. You know, uh, Chad Brown had a couple in there, uh, but uh, I think she's European, right, Michelle? I forget where she's from, we'll but I had that. seen she was all over um, social media because of her name. Uh, I don't know why. Just they had the video of her and like. Her on the track and all, like all week, they, they were covering her. She is um, uh, Andrea Atsini Rotor, uh, and uh, I'm I'm trying to read this. The uh, uh, Roger Varian trained, and it was Sheikh okay. Ahmed Obaid Al Maktoum. <clears throat> Got so, it. Um, that's the connections, and. Uh, you know, she beat her. Look, Starship Jubilee was in there. She set the pace. Santa Monica. What's that? 
that Chad Brown Philly Santa Monica was in there, right? Santa Monica was in there. I think she ran third. Uh, Golden Legend ran second. I mean, Proctor's Ledge, one of my favorites, was in there. Didn't run well. Um, that that's a tricky course. That 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 um, Woodbine course. And uh, but uh, congratulations again. And and it's interesting that a lot of these races come up. And and I, it will be interesting to see if any of the either the uh, E.P. Taylor or the Patterson Canadian International any of those horses go on to the Breeders' Cup because mm-hmm. you have like a you have a I guess a three week break, maybe even less, two and a half weeks. Um, and then the last greatest stake I think was the Buffalo Trace Franklin County at Keeneland. I didn't see that one, Michelle. Which Steve Asmussen won with Chantaline. Okay. Uh, just off the pace in a turf sprint. No huge closing kick from her, really. I mean, they turned for home. She was like six in the between horses, and she just kind of grinded out a win. Honestly, for a bunch of uh, turf sprinters, they didn't look very fast coming home. No. I have a congratulations to you. What about uh, your horse that beat us the other day? We haven't been oh, on Oh, the- Portal Creek. Portal Creek. I mean, where did that race come from, huh? That's, uh, I think she just really prefers Santa Anita. To Delmar and Ryan kind of backed off her. She does. She's really hard on herself in the morning. She likes to work a lot, like work herself into a frenzy. Sure. So from the time she got back from Delmar, he ponied her. Very nice. Well, yeah, gave her some okay. little bit of a break, and yeah, she won really nicely. I mean, it wasn't a stellar field by any means, but it was a really bad field actually. Uh, it was. What wins are wins, Michelle? A win is a win, and we needed a win. It's been a long time. We win. ran well, all seconds and thirds at Del Mar. Yep. Let's do this. Let's bring Robin Hoffus on. So, Ronan, if you're listening, let's get Robin on. You know what? I do have one last thing to say. Go ahead. While he while while he gets him on, you go thing. One more thing. Johnny V is going to ride Midnight Bizu in the Breeders' Cup to staff. Yeah, I saw that. How do you feel about that? Hello. There he is. Robin Hoffus, you're on the Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? We're doing great. I heard you own a share of my favorite little red feather horse. Which one is that? Uh, Secret Spice. Oh, I love that animal. <laughs> I lo- Well, let me tell you, at Del Mar, I was watching her work and I finally found out who it was. And I was like, this filly is going to kill next time she runs. So then she was going to run, and I told Billy, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's doing good. I'm like, I know. So I unloaded every penny I had in every single account that I had, and she got beat, and I was so mad. I sold her everything. So I was so upset. I told Billy, he's like, sorry. I'm like, I cannot believe she got beat. And then, of course, she winds up here, and I use her, but now everyone knows about her. Um, But I still love her. I just love, love, love her. Probably about three back when yeah when she was supposed to just do it and, yep. it, and it didn't happen huh? nose down da- the tiniest dirtiest nose, nose ever robin robin we can talk about secret spice all day long and michelle uh she did run the second fastest buyer by any three-year-old filly of the year in her last start 102 by the way do you know that wow i did not know that yeah that's facts um robin but before we get into some of your experiences at lrf because i don't want to just spend the whole show talking about our own horses tell us a little bit about how you got involved in horse racing and your history because you have some great stories well i would i would say go back a long time go back to 1970 when i was in point loma high school and we started me and my buddies started going up to the track and not probably only a few times a year but i mean that was it was so cool. And, you know, I remember there was one horse that we bet on named Tammy Lou and 
we hit the exact and it paid like $300, which was a lot of money back then. And my buddies ended up getting me a winter circle picture of that horse. We had no idea who the people were. We saw them in the winter circle and it was just, I was just so hooked. And it, every year after that, it was just like, okay, we're going to the track. And it just, it just, from there, that was it. You know, I mean, you know how, how it, you get the passion for this and it just doesn't stop. What was the first horse you ever actually owned? Okay, the first horse I owned that won at Del Mar was uh, Zayed, and that was August 26th of 2006. I, uh, my buddy got Wait, do you really remember all these dates, or did you go back oh, and oh, check yeah. them? Oh, he does. No, I'm so, I am so anal on dates, and I just, oh, my God. So my buddy <laughs> got me involved with uh, Dennis DeCower, Black Diamond Racing. I, was, uh, I got in with the guys, and Peter, actually Peter Lurie. So Peter Lurie. Yeah, he's and mm-hmm. and Don Beersworth, and they're still, you know, it's still going right now. And yep. they they've got me in, and I got in, and uh, they claimed Zayed for fifty thousand. And I remember I was I was dying because I couldn't watch his first race, and it was uh, I was at Del Mar, and I had to go to Catalina Island with a family. We're on the boat, and I'm watching it on my computer, and they put him in a they put him in a route turf race, which he sprinted, and. He was not supposed to be on the turf, and he runs dead last. And they just, i not say they set it up, but they, that was the, the plan, just to run that as a prep. And then a month later, was he, he wins by I don't even know how many lengths. And I was so hooked on this horse, my first win ever. And then he got hurt, and he comes back, and you know how it goes. They never run maybe back to that level that he was at. It was a 50,000 claimer. Pedroza was uh, riding him. And about a year, year and a half later, when he started coming back, he ends up down in the $10,000, $12,000 level. And my wife and I went out to dinner. I said, i got to claim that horse and get him out of the game. And she's like, do it. So I called Peter Lurie, and I said, I'm going to claim Zayed. And I had no clue how to do it. I go, what do I need to do? And he goes, well, let me call Dennis first. And then he called me back. And I go, what did Dennis say? And he goes, he wants me to talk you out of it. I said, no, I'm going to claim that horse. He's got to come to Copper Meadows to our ranch in Ramona. I'm taking him out of the game. My first win ever. And uh, I put the claim in. They told me how to do it, wired the money up there, got the horse, and he came down here. Bob Hubbard Transportation, he got off the, off the frickin', you know, the, uh, the truck, and it was like, oh, my God, this horse was so scary, and he still scares me. I'm, I'm scared of the horse. Right? All I do is give him carrots. But he got Hold off on. my wife's love I love the aftercare story right now. Robin. Wait, Michelle, yeah. he's serious. I was at Robin's house on uh, Saturday night in Ramona. He has this ranch called ranch. Copper Meadows, and, and Zayed is there. We saw him. Yeah, he's there. He, and he still did you, did you pet him, Billy, or does he scare you too? No, he was scary. <laughs> what makes him scary? Him is he, like, big? Does he bite? No, he just he just knows how to rule me. The, the girls go up to him, and they you know move him around, do whatever they want. But I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm terrified of these animals. I love him more than anything, but I gave him carrots. I call him Mr. Z. And then, uh, yeah, so that was, so he's here. And then, uh, there's another one that I retired. I, you, you probably remember all squared away. Peter, Peter Miller trained all squared away. He won the Lexington grade three at 70 to one. And he came out and, uh, after that, he, he, uh, he did the Billy. What's the circuit? They do the they do the San Juan Capistrano. You know the three turf races: mile and a quarter, mile and a half, mile and three quarters. Yes. He did those. Ended up getting hurt, and uh, and so after about a year, I go. I told everybody, I go. We have to retire this horse. This horse got you a grade three. We need to do what's right. 
and I assembled everybody. I put the claim in, I paid for it. And every, a lot of the guys, you know, threw in a thousand bucks, Miller threw in some money too. And so he's here too. And he's competing my daughter now, because we run three day eventing. You're familiar with that, Michelle? Oh yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we have the 75 acres there. We run a couple shows a year, we're on the circuit and he's out here. And Billy, you saw him. And I yep. call him Mr. Squared when he, I, I can yell to him 50 yards away, Mr. Squared. And he looks cause he knows, and he rules me too because he knows I'm scared of him, but he knows I'm going to come give him carrots. Yeah, so he was like, he knows Alex the carrot is, voice. Uh, oh no, he knows the carrot voice. So my daughter's riding him now, and he's he's uh, going to compete this year. But he, it's just it's the greatest for me to watch this and and uh, you know think about what he got for me. You know, he got that was my first grade three, and then the rest is history. Now getting with little and then it just feels so good to be able to give them something back. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think, I think Robin, you know, you are, you are telling our people and explaining to our people just how special these horses are. And that we talk a lot about on the show and Michelle is very into aftercare. And obviously we do LRF cares where we, we think it's a vital part of the industry. And, you, it's pretty amazing that you're given back by having two horses that you owned at your ranch. Right. I mean, well, I, one, and one was, you have to earn your way here. I can't do every claim or what, you know, I mean, I mean, the one was my first win and then the grade three got him here. Got uh, all squared away here. I was just like, you got to do it. You know, you got to, you got to take care of these animals. I mean, the, the, the thrills of, of winning those races were the biggest thrill of my life until this year, you know? And this year's so, this year's been a little a little nuts because you you, you have been involved with us and it, it's obviously we love you and it's been a pleasure working with you and becoming very good friends with you and and I think you'll agree that LRF becomes a, a family which I tell people all the time whether they believe oh, it or yeah. not. Um, but I was standing next to you when uh, Fault, who you owned a piece of, ran in the Grade One right. Santa Margarita. Take us take us through that experience. You're at Santa Anita. You're, 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 we're all together. Take us through, through the race and what you were thinking and what, how you felt. Well, can we go that, that was, let's go back one <laughs> month before that. Go, you know me, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it all, but it's like on uh, what February 17th when her first race, when she came out here and it was sure. the uh, Buena Vista grade two, and I'd never won a grade two. And I was there with my horse partner, Steve Lehman, who's part of rock and Robin racing stables, which is under, you guys under Little Red Feather, and she wins that freaking race on turf, which turf's my favorite, and it was like the most insane thing that ever happened. So now I had a grade three from all scored away. I had the grade two, and then throughout that month, you guys are, are talking about, well, how do you get the residual value up of this horse where you're going to put her on the dirt? And I'm thinking, what are these guys doing? Put her on the dirt, well, to get the value up. And it was unbelievable. We, we get there, and, it, and that was March 17th. We're in the grade one. And she wins a grade one, and it was like, are you kidding? It was, that was the biggest thrill ever. I mean, so now I got a grade two, then I got a grade one, going nuts, hanging out with you guys in the, in the suite. My buddy Buck took the video of all of this. Oh, my God, it was crazy. And then, uh, <laughs> Michelle, you don't even remember. Well, you re- think back. I was, I'm always the guy that I've got to be front row, and I've got to be right in the action. And I was in the interview you were having with, with Billy and uh, Mark Martinez of Agave. And I think you look back at me and I had my blue jacket on with my red hat. And I'm like, I don't even know if I belong here, but I'm going to belong here. And you look back at me and you, you smiled at me. And I just, I kind of smiled at you. You know, you're like, who is this guy? Well, I was, I, not I was so excited go. for this horse to run. My, hey, Robin, you, 
You said something interesting, and I want to dive into this a little bit because you you probably have the financial means to do this on your own, and Rock and Robin could go out and buy some horses. Um, right. But you you thoroughly, it seems to me at least, enjoy the partnership experience. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay, so I did I did my research obviously on you guys and Little Red because I you know I had dabbled along with Black Diamond and with uh, with some other guys, and then I I'm like I want to get into a bigger a bigger thing and still be part of it. And then I I looked you guys up and I had good good thoughts and I I talked to some people and then I I got with you guys in uh, what was it with the, the first Krauss Monday that you guys ever did, yeah. which was uh, what was that August of 2016 I. I ponied up and I wanted to meet you guys. I wanted to get involved and I, I, I wanted to get involved with you guys because I wanted to get more in the, in the ownership part of watching you guys, how you run things on a bigger scale. You know what I mean? Sure. And that was, that was insane. You guys got uh, Cistron was your first horse. And I'll never forget that. I was, at, I was skiing at Beaver Creek with my wife and friends and I had to go up into the, into the condo to watch the race. And was that, uh, was that Super Bowl day or was that, yeah, I think so. It was at Santa Anita. Yeah, yeah you're the, amazing with dates, by the way. Are you, are you like a savant? Oh my God. <laughs> no, it was just it was. I know. I think it was Super Bowl day, and I ran up to the room, and I'm watching this race by myself, first time with you guys, and the horse wins, and I'm like, this is out of control. We just won this first race, and I called you guys, and of course, being the great partners, you guys always answer the phone, and I think I might have called you first. And I, and I see the winner's circle, and there's 80 people in there. And I think you had, what, 178 yeah. people in, crowd, in the crowd. Play. And I'm like, do these people, not that I was an expert, but I had won some races. And I'm like, these people don't even know how lucky they are to win their first race as a crowdfunding partner. And it was just, it was out of control. I'm looking at the winner's circle, and I was dying to be there, but I was skiing. And it was just, it was so cool. Because <laughs> it was just unbelievable to see that size of a winner's circle, you know. Yeah, and then but no, just and, being with you guys, it's just it's awesome. I mean, not, the little red feather experience, right? But Robin, Robin, not just about us because what I noticed when you were talking and you said like we were talking about fault and you said I want a grade one, I want a grade two, and you used yeah. the word I because and I think that's really important and that's not that's not Robin being selfish, but that's what right. all right. of our partners think. It's it's that's your horse. It's your horse. It's not my right. horse. It's not Little Red Feathered Horse. It's your horse, and it doesn't matter. We, right. I, I pray, I, I pray people listen to this that it doesn't matter if you own five percent, ten percent, thirty percent, one percent. It's still your horse, and I love that you have that feeling that that it's you. You know, just to be fair though, I don't own any of your guys' horses, and if I really like one, I say it's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you, hey, you can have secret spice. I would like my 1% of my 1% of that Philly. I love her. But Robin, Rob, Robin, tell us, obviously you also, I, tell us a little bit about your place in Ramona. Cause I, 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 I we, we'll go back to the, the horse racing in a minute, but I was blown away. I had no idea what to expect. And, and we go to this, we drive about 45 minutes from Del Mar and it's kind of with all due respect, it's in the middle of nowhere. But but yes, describe what you guys do there and what your daughter does and what your wife does, because I think it's pretty remarkable. Well, my wife, this was her dream to always do this because she rode horses when she was little. She's like, we have to move to Ramona. And I grew up in Point Loma, you know, born in Ocean Beach. And she's like, we have to move. And I'm like, why? She goes, because I have to start this horse facility. And 
finally, after she told me, you better come or I'm going on my own. So I'm like, I better go. So we go up here and we get the 75 acres and she starts this thing in, uh, we moved in August 99. The first show was March of 2000 and we had 63 entries, which was nothing, but she did it. You know, we, we put together, I guess we did it and we ran this thing and, or she ran it. I helped and, uh, people started coming and, and they're still coming. And now my, my wife ran it for 15 years. My daughter has taken it over for the last four, but we're on the circuit and, you know, the circuit is like from the Rocky mountains this way. And then there's obviously, you know, Midwest and then there's back East and they're just on the circuit. This is their life. I mean, Billy, you were here and you look out. Robin, Robin, slow down for one second. When you say the circuit, like, I don't, I don't know if our audience understands quite what this circuit is because it's not just like this little equestrian thing. It's got like right. these jumps that are. So you do three. You hold three day events at your at your location. Yes, we hold three day events here, and they're all over. You know, there's one here. There's one, the big one in Galway. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Galway Downs in Peninsula. Yep. Robert, my, our buddy, runs that one. He's got one up at Woodside, which is on the Stanford grounds. And then there's you know uh, Arizona, Colorado, Montana, which is Rebecca Farms. The goal for, and you probably know this, Michelle. The the goal for. The advanced riders, which is the, the high, you know the high highest riders in this thing, is that they want to get to Rolex, just like all the thoroughbred mm-hmm. guys want to get to Derby in the equestrian world. If you're going that route, you want to be the big guy. You want to get to Rolex, which is at Lexington Horse Park. And you know, there's only what 75 people that get from all over the world that get to ride in that. And so these are all qualified. So we're Billy, we're like a qualifier, and these people accumulate points. At, at the advanced stage and they accumulate points throughout, you know, the year to be able to get back to, to, um, to Lexington and, and to go ride in Rolex. So, and again, if you're a beginner, there's, there's kids out here that are eight years old and maybe their goal is to be an advanced rider, you know, but they've got to go through all those years and they got to qualify and da 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 to get, be able to be back there to ride in the big, in the big shows, you know, and Billy, you, we got a picture, great picture of all of us standing on that one jump. It's, what, six feet down? You're jumping off the down bank. Show, the show, up honestly. Yes. It's yeah. it was, I, know, I showed three-day when I was first getting into, like, English riding. I did three-day. Oh, you did? Now you I know have about lost, yeah, I have lost my balls. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No more does three-day sound fun to me. I, like, walk up to the jumps down. I'm like, what? Wait, uh, what? I don't want to go on you, this. How high did you go, Michelle? Not high, high you, at all because, you know what? I did three-day on Arabians. So we were, oh, we topped man. out at like okay. three, six. It wasn't high at I all. Do. And now if I saw something like three foot, I would die. It's crazy. It is so scary. <laughs> Billy, you know, I mean, I was, really climb some and jump. Yeah, no. I was not, not into it at all. I was blown away by the facility <laughs> and what they've done, but I do not want to be on a horse going over one of those jumps. At all. I remember the first time I ever jumped over a picnic table, like a legit picnic table. We were just like right. out hacking and like. They were like, jump it. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And so I did it and it was awesome. And then now, like a couple years, three years ago, maybe I was in Virginia and I went on a fox hunt and oh, this lady was nice cool. enough to uh, put me on a horse and <clears throat> I pulled him out of a field. She's like, well, he's like 25, but he's really good. And I'm like, I'm going to ride with the Hilltoppers. And she's like, oh no, he's a first tier horse. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then we're like pointing at things and I, I just had no 
gumption at all. I was petrified the entire time. And she's like, just go. And every time I literally aimed him and closed my eyes and hoped I made it safely to the other side of, you know, these hutches or these dips or whatever. And he did it, though, huh? Oh, he did it every time. But I was petrified. And I was like, okay, I'm done with jumping now. I prefer uh, polo. (laughs) No, it. Well, when Billy saw some of the jumps, it's amazing when you watch these animals and Billy fight. Remember those jumps out of the tower, Billy? They are yes. so freaking high. And yeah. the horse, they, I mean, they clear it They clear it easily. I mean, but if they stop and the rider comes off, you're going right into the picnic table that's made of logs. And mm-hmm. it's not good, you know. No, obviously. it's not good at all. So let's, let's go back to the horse racing, Robin, and talk a little bit about, because what I, what I like that you bring to the table bring what we sell which is the experience and and i think that um looking back and what you've done in your career so far and what you continue to do and even in this fractional ownership business is go for these thrills tell us a little bit about what it could because i say to people all the time it's not really about the money you haven't brought up the money one time you brought up. I see your you on your uh, uh, over your uh, 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 fireplace. Your mantle. You have these trophies. Yeah. Is that what it's about for you? What What is it? What is the thrill? The thrill's winning. Obviously, any any race can get gets me jacked up. I mean, it's the, it's the biggest thrill ever to win a race. But as, as now being able with you guys, where you know I got a grade one, a grade two, and a grade three on my mantle, and we just won with fashion business. We just won the Delmar handicap. I mean, that's the, to me, I, whatever happens to me, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish and win one of those races. Cause I, I talked to so many people in my life that have never, a lot of them never even won a race, let alone something like that. So to me, that's, that to me is just like, that is it. And I don't care how much I own of the horse. I still own, I still own part of that horse and I'm part of the whole experience. Robin, not the greatest thing ever. Not to be like a downsider, but let's talk about fashion business because, like you said, you guys just won this huge race and you were winning your right. end of the Breeders' Cup, and obviously now he's not going. So how do you kind of put up, not put you know, up with, you know, deal with that? Yeah, you know what? I, I have really – I'm not an expert at this, but it seems like in this industry you're going to lose more races than you win, and that's, you're going to lose 10 races in a row with whatever horses you're involved with. And that what, that's what makes, when you win a race, I don't care if it's a 10,000 claimer or a stakes race, when you win that race, you forget about all the last 10 that lost. I mean, that's how big it is. So when, when and Billy is so good and Gary of sending out these emails, that's, that's one of the best parts of LRF is they're sending you this info daily. I don't, these guys work so freaking hard and they're sending out these emails and I, I'm kind of getting immune because the one thing you don't want to see is fashion business update and i'm like oh my god and so i open it up and, and i was up uh goose hunting up in canada i just got back and wait I, wait is that really like, what it says the top of the email fashion business update mm-hmm. yeah so then when I, when <laughs> do I you put like update, a happy face updated, or a sad face no 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 but michelle i scroll it down real easy and i'm like okay it's either going to be good or bad there's no other update right and i see it and i'm like Okay, I, I get it. I mean, what happened to look what happened to fall, right? We, they were the guys were talking Breeders' Cup, and me as I'm, I'm considering myself the rookie of, of planning where these horses go because I don't really do that, but trying to think after she won the grade one, grade two, grade three, I'm going, how are these guys going to keep this horse okay eight months down the line? And sure as you know what, she got hurt. Okay, so I'm 
okay, which was not a good email that I got from Billy. That was the uh, that was the fault update. Yeah. But then I got the I got the fashion business one, and it's like, okay, and I'm starting to get it. I'm I'm I just my buddy back in North Carolina, the guy's almost crying. Go, oh my God, are you devastated? I'm like, yeah, I am. But what I got out of that Del Mar handicap race was one of the biggest thrills of my life. I won one of my favorite races at Del Mar, and the horse got hurt. And I understand that it's like they get hurt so often. You know what I mean? They they really do. Whether it's a little Nick or a a big Nick, but he'll be back, and I'm hoping he'll be back. And that's what the guys are saying. It looks like it's nothing. It's not career ending. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of dealing with it. Yeah. I'm dealing with it. Do you have a preference when you're picking a horse to buy into? Do you like colts or fillies or turf or dirt, or you just want some action? No, I think Steve and I are starting to get better at that, of really really analyzing these horses and looking at the, the breeding and stuff. I think we, uh, we, we'll we take either. It's just I think we just want the good breeding, and I think both of us probably like the, the turf a little bit more, but we'll mm-hmm. take a dirt horse too. I just want a horse that's going to win, obviously, but it's, we are getting a little more picky on trying to figure it out. You know, I mean, and there's never any, any uh, formula to go, okay, this, this horse's dad is whoever doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. It does. Right. It doesn't, you know, at the end yep. of the day. Absolutely. But, uh, and do you, you ever know, dabble into like the sales? Like, or do you just wait until the partnership prospectus comes across your desk? Meaning do I, do I go out with my buddy and are trying to buy other horses on our own? Oh yeah. Or like, do you, yeah, do you like, ask Billy what he likes so you can look at it beforehand and see what he's into or. Uh, not really. We're, we are part, um, you know, do, doing a little bit of the pin hooking and the stallion thing and that stuff with these guys. But mm-hmm. I, my, here's my thing. I, even when I was at my company for 41 years, I'm not a total detail guy. Okay. I want somebody to bring me something that I'll analyze it. I don't, I don't really want to go out and, and spend that time to do it. I like, I like what these guys do. They bring it and then we get to analyze it at that point. I'm not, okay. no, I'm not in going, okay, I'm going to start looking at all the sales. Who's No, I don't have time to do that. Even though I'm retired, I don't want to do that. I want somebody to bring it to the table, and then I'll I'll look at it. And then uh, with Steve, we kind of make our decision. Robin, that I, got a, I got yeah, that did. I, Robin, I got a global question for you. You've been around racing now for a long time. You obviously you love Del Mar. You even like coming up to San Anita. What what can racing do to attract new owners? What should we be doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know I I see. I see, uh, not, not, let's say the tracks. I, I mean, I, I was in, mar- I did marketing for my company, you know, for how many years. And I, I think more, more giveaway things to these people. I, I swear you give somebody a keychain or a little shirt or something. These people will come for that. There's gotta be more things to get these people involved and, you know, giveaway things or prices cut or things like that. I, again, I'm not an expert on the, on that, but there's got to be more to give back to the people with the amount of money that's being bet and all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. With, with you guys, I think putting out, you, you've already, you've already said it. I don't, I own what 5% of some of your horses and 10%, whatever. And people need to realize you don't need to own 50% of a horse so you can get your name in the, in the program or the, you know, the racing form, whatever that, that it, it, you can get as jacked up as I am over owning a horsehair on his tail. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? To be part of the experience of being an owner. Sure. Yep. I think that's very, uh, valid. I think that's a very valid point. Um, Robin, we, 
we here on the horse racing experience always leave our guests. And by the way, you've been incredible and your, your energy and your enthusiasm is like infectious. It's fantastic. I want to go to Copper Meadow, by the way, how did you send the name (laughs) Copper Meadow? Uh, Actually at my, so I have California sheet metal, my company. Um, We put, I put out a thing for, uh, it was a hundred dollars or 150 bucks. This 20 years ago. I said, whoever helps come up with the name for copper metals, we'll analyze them and look. But it has to be tied to metal because my I have California sheet metal, right? And right. my my top superintendent, Mark Montez, was the greatest of all time. He's still there, and he came up with copper metals. I'm like, that is awesome. And so I ran. I love it, Carolyn. And my well, daughter, Michelle, we, like, that is we, we will definitely get you an invite to Copper Meadow. We've actually oh, worked at yeah. a time. But Robin, <clears throat> aside from the partnership model, because we've talked about that a lot, what advice would you give someone listening if they wanted to get into horse racing? Ownership. Well, I, not a, not a feel for you guys, but yeah, they, I would have them call you. I mean, you guys are the greatest as far as talking. You take the phone calls and you could, you could talk people through it. I, I just don't, there's gotta be something to maybe do you or Gary ever do even little seminar things when you're at the track to, to try to attract people or is it all online? I'm well, they, a face-to-face thing with some people. You know what I mean? You right. give them some food. You give them some drink. There should be like a, a partnership thing. day where like five different partnership yeah. groups come out and pitch people. That's a, right. A good idea well, to understand what it really people don't. A lot of people probably think maybe Billy that I can't afford a, to own a racehorse. Well, yeah, you can. You, you you don't need to own all the race. You know where you're spending four thousand a month or whatever the training is. You can own a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe by you guys reaching out somehow like that, a little more marketing. Again, if you're looking for more people or whatever. Of course we are. Well, you know, that's a great idea. Maybe we'll work with the tracks and start doing more of these kind of partnership seminars. That's probably a great idea, Robin. And thank you for bringing us to uh, to our attention. And thank you for coming on the show today. Last minute. I, I really appreciate it. And I know Michelle. Yes, does. thank you. Michelle, yes, you got to get out here when you're down. At, are you going to be at Del Mar for the meet? Uh, you know, I don't know because I'm actually due with a baby on uh, December 2nd or 6th. So I don't know if I'm going to be he- heading down to Del Mar too much because that gets me really far from my doctor. <laughs> right. Okay. But, it, it, but I told Billy um, that the big show of the year is going to be in March. So if you're around, you're welcome to come down anytime. We'll give you there the we go. Billy Would love to do that. Billy and Kathy got, they got the tour the other night and now uh, we yep. cruised around. And it was great. It was great. It was outstanding. Robin Hoffas, thank you so much. Keep the keep your spirit alive. We appreciate it. All of us do. Uh, not just Little Red, but everybody in horse racing. I think I think you've become uh, you've become quite a cult uh, hero out there at the racetrack. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad I'm with you guys. All right, All right, Michelle. Thank you too. Thank you, Robin. Bye, Robin. Okay, take care, guys. <clears throat> That's Robin Hoffas of Copper Meadows, who has joined us on the horse ownership experience. Uh, I love him. You, I, you know, there's certain. That was a great people, pick, Billy. Well, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about Secret Spice that we didn't really even talk about that much. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, it's it's funny because there are all different kinds of owners, and and Michelle, you know a lot of them, and and from what I do, I know a lot of them, and there's certain people that just get it. And mm-hmm. Robin is really one of those guys, and he even talked about it. He's had major disappointments with two of his best horses this year. Um, and, and Robin just understands it. And I think that's part of the process of becoming an owner is taking the good with the bad, rolling through the best moments, enjoying them, and then understanding that they're not all going to be like that. 
Um, and I think I think it's a really, really important. We've talked about the highs and the lows so often on this show, Michelle. This is always my soapbox moment. And it, it is once you get in the game and you understand, you see why people enjoy those wins. Right, Michelle? When you Absolutely. and we talked about it earlier, when it's so hard to win a race, we just bought yearling, right, Michelle? And you mm-hmm. have yearling too. They've never even had a saddle on their back. And and eight months later, they could be competing in a race with 10 other horses with a jockey on their back and, and coming out of a starting gate that they've never seen before. It's it's I, I give so much credit to the guys who break the horses and the trainers and the grooms and all these people who get these horses to the races. It is a monumental achievement in a race let alone a great mm-hmm. And I think that's very, very important. I agree. I agree. All right. What do we got coming up at Santa Anita this week so we can get out of here? Uh, hot wing and beer and craft beer festival. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> this week it was the bacon bash. It was pretty fun. I don't think I'm going to see you this week. I think I got one horse running. I don't think I'm going to see you up there. I'm kind of depressed. I, I'm going to be up there tomorrow morning. Are you going to be at the track tomorrow morning? Um, I don't think so. Okay, well, we'll definitely have to hook up, and we got we got one more week. Oh, actually, I lied. I am going to be, because I have to film my Stronic 5 um, thing, well, so I will go. be there at, All like, right. 8.30. Oh, I, I might not be, I might be gone by then, but if I'm there, we'll hook up. Everybody, thanks for listening so much, and thanks to Santa Anita and Delmar and TaylorMade, and thanks to Olivia for making the show possible. <laughs> people to listen and put us over a million downloads the horse ownership experience is not going away we're going to keep doing it just because we love bringing you guys new insights to people and uh and michelle i miss you i miss you too billy all right guys we'll talk soon we'll tell you next week on the horse ownership experience here on la talk radio adios everybody adios can you say adios listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.